can't miss any of this. It's been a long time since we chatted, Lindsay. I know. I'm so excited. We finally got it together. It feels like it's been a long year. Oof. Yeah, I think we talked very early in the pandemic, if I remember. I do too. Yeah. Um, and we were all trying to put a positive spin on it, like a book on happiness that had just failed to come out. And and now here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Give me the update. Tell me about life in this since we've chatted before. Yeah, sure. Um, probably a few mental breakdowns. Mm. Um I have a 12 year old and 10 year old. Yes. Um, I kept them as full remote learners up until about a month ago and they learned to work that system good. Yeah. Um, my 12 year old would just write, did it next to assignments that he would never do. (laughs) And the teachers would decide he got like lost in the ether of the Yes. Interweb. Mm-hmm. Um, my 10 year old at one point was missing 76 assignments because the teacher <laughs> was only checking homework, not in schoolwork. And I only discovered this because she, um, she were in New York and my parents live in Florida. And she said, mom, what state borders New York, New Jersey, Kansas, or Florida? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to need to see your work. Yeah, I think so. That was a struggle. Um, but then they sent back. I, I sent them back because I was going to kill my 12. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, um, I've, I think I've been living. Well, let me ask you, have you been living your best life or your worst life? Uh, I think I've been living pretty great. I mean, it wasn't any different from my previous life, honestly. So, I mean, besides my daughter being home from school, that was very different. And same thing. She was not doing assignments, but telling us she was. Yeah. And I was like, you little. (laughs) How old is your daughter? She's nine and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I cried at parent teacher conferences because like, I mean, my son for orchestra he plays the viola and he literally took a picture of himself holding the viola and used it as his like screen saver thing <laughs> and it took until like february for the orchestra teacher to break it to me to be like so i don't think he's really playing i'm like <laughs> i actually haven't heard him play it once come to think of it. yeah now it came to light yeah yeah um so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not going into the office anymore, obviously. Um, we still have it. I'm sure at some point we'll go back, but there's also mm-hmm. something nice in not having to coordinate my being home with my kids coming home from school. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, we read a lot. I did my yoga teacher training. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was a bucket list. I ended up doing two of them and um so I either technically have 450 hours or I technically have two, a 200 and a 250. I don't know how it works. It doesn't sure. matter. I'm, I'm not looking to make 50 bucks an hour teaching in a studio, um, <laughs> you know, but it's pretty cool. And I had a lot of self-discovery and learning along the way. And uh, oh, what was the self-discovery? What did you learn? Um, I'm. What I learned is very interesting. I learned that like, I've done what a lot of people do, do, I think. And I took 
all of my, the limitations that were put on me in childhood, like not being able to have my voice heard. And I took it to an extreme where, um, like, I don't scream. I'm not a yeller. Um, I can, obviously I'm a woman, but, um, (laughs) you know, but, um, but basically, uh, especially in, in this current um, social setting and where we're all trying to learn to be um, to be m- m- uh, more aware more I hate the word woke but um, and I also yeah, me too don't- actually oh good okay oh, god I can't stand that word no and I also don't like the word triggered because a part of me feels like similar triggered is how like being triggered is actually cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy and that's how we get over PTSD yeah and like I'm not a cognitive behavioralist, but um, I, for example, I um, I have a new podcast coming out in June, supposedly, mm-hmm. um, and it's on true crime. It's called uh, Crimes of Long Island Podcast. And then I guest starred or guest hosted rather um, with a friend of mine on, uh, it's an Unsolved Mysteries podcast, but at the beginning of it, he gives this disclaimer and I was like listen this isn't going to be a deal breaker but like they're listening to a show about like death destruction kidnap rape uh. like yeah <laughs> uh, it's like going into a horror movie and it, you know you have to have a disclaimer so um I ended up getting into a, a, a tiff with another yogi um there was a man in the class who had had open heart surgery, major open heart surgery, not that there's a minor one, um, about a year ago. And we were doing a class on inversions, like headstands and handstands. And the teacher was very young and didn't ask if anyone had any injuries. And we were on Zoom at the time. And I like unmute myself. I was like, you need to tell her, you need to tell her about your surgery. And he's like, oh yeah, I had a surgery about a year ago, but I really haven't done any inversion. I'm like, you need to tell her what kind of surgery, you know, like, I'm not going to blow up your, I can't remember if we swear on this show, but yeah, I'm not going to, yeah. Oh, good. I'm not going to blow up your shit. And it's not my secret to tell, but this is a safety issue, you know? And so he told her, she reacted as though he had said he preferred peanut butter to jelly. Like she yeah. had like nothing. And um, later on, someone from the group, like, called me out on it saying that I had made her, made her feel unsafe. I was like, what? Yeah. And so it ended up being this whole drama and am I a good fit for this group? And I went through so much anger, so many tears, so much just wanting to fit in with like a family, which is something I don't feel like I had as much uh, in my youth, but also wanting my feelings to be heard. And like, and thinking I was right. And it was a huge growing experience to sometimes just be able to listen without needing to tell people they're assholes. Mm. You know, I struggle with that. Why? Because when I was younger, things were often blamed on me. Um, uh, if my mom had drank too much and she would either claim that I did it or like the bottle would magically break. You know, um, there are a lot of really positive stories my mom remembers about her youth that are actually stolen from my youth. 
Oh, you know, like when I got my doctorate, my mom's like, I remember when I got my doctorate. I'm like, you didn't get your doctorate. Whoa, whoa, there's some disassociation there. <laughs> there's some weird stuff, but um, but um, because my father always takes her side and is an enabler, and they're seventy something years old, like nothing's changing, you know, yeah. and um, so I definitely needed to be right for a while, and now mm. I. I kind of learned in this group that there was also a lot of discussion on microdosing as therapy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not sure. And like one, one girl injected frog venom into her brain veins from the poisonous tree frog. And I was like, yeah, I don't think. And apparently what we're supposed to say is, well, I'm really glad you found something that works for you. Yeah. But what I want to say is that does not make sense. Injecting uh, it? Injecting it. I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she didn't do it herself. She went to a place that did it for her, yeah. but it's, it's something that starts with a K, but okay. Um, I don't know. I kind of like having my voice heard because I think I'm, I think my opinion counts more than it was ever, was ever allowed to. Mm. And so this was a place where I had to sometimes learn not to speak. Um, was that hard for you? So hard. And then I couldn't teach because... I know everything, not everything, but like I've been doing yoga for 20 years. I have a million teachers voices in my head and I have back issues that I always have to compensate for. So like they tell you to cue a pose and I'm like, have a seat. Let me tell you 6,000 things about the pose, you know, what it means, the origin of it. What, you know, that's not how you teach a class. Yeah. Um, so learning to speak less um, was hard for me and it's probably something that will serve me better in the future. Because um, I also think that when people speak less, they're more likely to be heard. Yeah, I mean, I think that I was just telling my daughter about this because she has the gift and curse of gabbing like crazy, like crazy. I'm, she like talks, everything that's in her mind comes out. And I'm like, yeah. you gotta learn to like, you know, temper this a little bit, you know, over time. I mean, she's nine, but you know, you get older, you still, you form these habits and you become an adult that just tells boring stories over and over again. And it's like, okay, you know, people tune that out. If you talk too much about stuff and you're overly opinionated, sometimes people go, oh, that person just constantly says stuff. Just constantly. I agree. But it's such like a struggle in our field, you know? Because I you mean, want to say things, you know, like yeah. for me, the podcast over all these interviews has allowed me to become a better listener because people love talking about themselves. They do. Um, um, you know, listen, I've also had, I have a patient who during the course of the pandemic just decided to stop doing like everything. And so oh. literally for six, for six weeks, every therapy session is just about me making him pick up the phone and call a psychiatrist. Oh, Okay which is really not a great use of my doctoral degree, but whatever, you know, um, after six weeks, he finally did it today. And so that was my, uh, my thing, but you're right. It is about learning to listen. Um, it's hard though. It is hard. I will, you know, especially during pandemic when like, this was my only outlet, you know? Yeah. What did you learn the most about yourself during 
between the time we spoke last, it's been a long time. Seriously. It's been a long time. I can't even remember how long. I, um, what did I learn about myself? I, I don't think I appreciate the moments when I could be relaxing. Like last summer, mm. you know, my kids were home and instead I was working and then teaching classes online and then freelance writing articles and like doing all these things that I was really enjoying, but I really could have been spending more time with my kids. Mm. And I think I was just afraid that the silence would seep in and um, I'm going to say kill me. I don't mean it literally, but sure. like, you know, it just became very um, almost destructive with all the things I was doing. Um, and then, oh, and lots of drinking. Yeah. And drinking led to overeating. Yeah. Um, and so um, <laughs> we had my yoga graduation on Sunday and the email said, dress in, it'll be on the beach, but dress in your Sunday best. And so I go to my closet. I'm like, I've been wearing yoga pants like, <laughs> for like 16 months. Like, yeah, sure. I, I don't know. And I walked out and I, my daughter, who's the fashionista, she's like, I, she goes, are you wearing that to your graduation? I said, I, I don't know. Like I had to go somewhere first or whatever. I was like, I don't know. Or maybe just put on clothes perhaps. You know, I was like, mm. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Why do you like it? She goes, is that really your best mom? And I like went into the closet and I had like a, I don't have a best anymore. I don't have a fucking best anymore. I don't yeah. even have, have a least bad. Like, you know, oh. I, um, I, I, you know, like I've been working out like crazy and yet, you know, eating and drinking and sitting around obviously more than normal as we all are. And um, uh, I don't know who, who, who those clothes in my closet are for. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like they don't seem to match up with my personality or my body. And so um, I'm working on digging myself out of this hole, which is not to say it's just about weight. It's also about like, figuring out who I want to be, you mm. know, um, do I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting the way our whole fashion, you know, the fashion world changes like loungewear, which I'm a huge fan of, but like, mm. that's now my thing. But like when I didn't see people for, you know, a year, I don't, you know, it's, I can, my, my husband's like, I never thought I'd see you in sweatpants. So I was like, Oh, I guess we're all trying to figure out who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd <laughs> Yeah, not that I was super fancy, just like, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So it's been interesting. Yeah. interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. I think it's, I like asking people like how things have gone for them. Because I mean, I think there's similarities, but there's also differences sometimes yeah. too. You know, like for me, I had been at home anyways before okay. this. Yeah. You know, everything was remote. So it was kind of like, it was more like everybody was starting to be at home all the time. Yeah. And I was used to having my own time right. by myself. And then I realized for me is I needed to have my time where I'm out of town, like once every couple months, like just on my own, visiting some friends and having zero responsibility where I can go party and go drinking and hanging out. I need, oh I need that. I definitely I, need I that. hear you. I don't know how to do that though. What do you like, wait, wait, wait? What do you mean you don't know how to do that? Like even on the weekends when like because I have a variety of like I'm I'm either doing research for 
Um, now I'm hot. Now I'm cold. It might be menopause, hot. but let's pretend it isn't. Thank okay. you. Um, you know, uh, now I'm like, I'm doing research for, um, like now that I've started going more for now in the true crime direction, you know, like I'm a research hound and I'm like going crazy and um, constantly trying to put pieces together and find obscure facts or angles to, for which to present stories and, um, or I'm, I was working on my yoga, like studying for my yoga final, or I was uh, writing up a pitch to freelance or, you know, so even on the weekends, we're sitting there and my computer is always in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been something difficult to, um, like, I need the world to stop for like, you know, I need forced relaxation. Forced um, relaxation. Yeah, it sounds very relaxing. <laughs> I'm like, does it sound relaxing? No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, I, have, I did yeah. the, yeah. I have we to leave town to get relaxed, generally. Um, so I do like laying on the ground, like outside on the grass. Um, but it's not something I'll like just decide to do on my own. It's something my daughter sort of reminds me. Yeah. Oh, She's okay. like, mom, come lay with me. And then, um, you know, she's... She's fantastic. Um, uh, she's fantastic. It, it, this world is also changing where, um, you know, apparently uh, as soon as eight or nine years old, you get to start thinking about what your gender is and what your, mm. uh, you know, what your sexual identity is or sexual preference, which I'm a little, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm less familiar with gender identity and I'm, I find it, I find it sort of icky for my, for, you know, it's a 10 year old girl to talk about a sex, you know, a sexual preference, which is not to say I'm, which is not to say I don't think, you know, I'm weighing in on nature versus nurture. I'm just saying like, I kind of don't want to imagine my daughter kissing anyone right now. Same here, man. Right? (laughs) So like, no. I don't know. And there's all this information and like, um, my, um, my son had this crush on this girl forever. And this year he finally got the nerve to ask her to be his Valentine. And she's like, uh, no. And then like a day later, he's like, can I ask you why? She's like, uh, I'm by, I'm not into boys or something. Oh, and I was like, she's 12. Like, I don't, hmm. I don't know. We started, started we called it experimentation and I, yeah. you know, like, um, but, um, but similarly, um, a boy was making fun of my daughter and saying that she liked this other boy and she goes, I don't like boys. And I was like, can't you just say nothing? Like, I don't know where this is going and I don't care where this is going, but like, <laughs> why do we have to use big grown up uh, labels for, mm. you know, um, when we're kids and it's, it, and a lot of it is complicated for adults to understand, never mind children. I agree. You know what? I think like kids, like in like our kids' age range, they think they're much smarter than they actually are. They're actually fairly stupid, but they believe that they're so smart because yeah. they have all this information. Well, you really can't be that smart if you've barely been alive. I mean, you have no experience living. So, Everything is like a regurgitation of whatever you saw or heard or listened to. And you exactly. think you know, but you have no experience to back up the actual things you're thinking about. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, my daughter thinks she's so smart because she can play Roblox and I can't. And I was like, oh, so (laughs) I mean, I also can't do fractions. So I mean, who not a lot of people can, honestly, like, I know, (laughs) but like, you know, you're not so smart if you skip 76 assignments. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Right. Like, or with my sons, like he wrote, did it. And I was like, well, actually one of the teachers, I had to break the news to her because only one teacher figured it out. And I was like, yeah. oh, fuck it, I give up. And then um, for the next time there was a quiz and the teacher like crossed out in, um, not marker, cause it's all virtual, but you know, when you mark up a, sure. a picture or whatever, he crossed out the ones that they hadn't covered yet in class. And my son took a look at the, cl- at the test and went, and marked out the ones he didn't know the answer to, assuming the teacher would never notice. Right. So that's I mean, you know, dumb. I, that's I don't not know. Smart. I mean, it's like it's not smart. I don't know. It's just uh, they're you know they want to be grown up so badly, and they want. I was telling my daughter, I'm like, really, you want to be a grown up so bad? Like, why? <laughs> I'm like, honestly, I think yeah. <laughs> Come uh, on. I have I have a a different theory. I think that especially with girls who are mostly the ones that are playing around with these labels of um, gender identity and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know many a sex therapist that would disagree with me and many, a, you know, because they would think that I was silencing a, a movement of being a person and ident- whatever we're calling it, you know, uh-huh. but, um, you know, I think it's about them sort of not being ready for that sexuality. Yeah. And then like when you're the, like, I feel like a lot of girls develop eating disorders when they start developing breasts because it's almost a way to try to become more childlike. I mean, obviously mm. there's also the um, control aspect of it but you don't have control over when puberty strikes. And mm. so something I've been like thinking of in my mind is whether or not the reason they're doing this subconscious obviously but maybe part of why they're denying their um, they're or not denying, just diffusing their gender identity or their um, sexual attractions to others is because it's a way to put off a part of a scary part of being a grown up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I mean, that's interesting. I'm not sure I've heard that before, but I'd like I to think hear I different... pulled it out. I pulled. I think I pulled it out of my ass because. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, um, but I, I I also think if I actually wrote something about it, I would get stoned and not in the fun way, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's just a thought that I had um, in part based on my own, you know, growing up and um, I got breasts very, fairly early on, which was apparently memorable because like 30 years later, I connected with this guy on Facebook and he's like, I remember you were the first girl to wear a bra. I was like, that's really icky. Thank you. I mean, really? That was the memory, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, But I think that's, that's where my, that's where the, the beginnings of that thought come from. And I don't want to take away from anyone like, I don't want to take away from anyone else, but I don't know how much a nine or 10 year old is ready to decide that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think they have a, a lot of agency to really know that much. I, I think they're just exposed to so much more stuff. I mean, we're kind of like 
I was growing up, I mean, it was, I was in the era where there wasn't a lot of information. Yeah. And you just kind of were oblivious to things and you learned as you went. But now, like, it's like everything is out there. I know. And, and how to decipher how much is important to know at certain ages can be tough. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, even in high school, I remember, and I went to a very good private school where it was cooler to be smart than to be football player. I don't know. Like, uh -huh. it was just a weird sort sure. of thing, you know? And um, I wasn't cool. I wasn't smart enough. And, you know, okay. It's fine. I'm okay <laughs> it was with fine. that. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, but like, even, you know, even in, in high school, like, there were, I don't remember there being girls, but there were boys that definitely got like mocked behind their back. I hope not to their face. I don't really remember, but like, like oh, like, well, he's so gay. So again, but it wasn't a thing that we understood. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. We couldn't imagine anyone within our small world, you know, being homosexual. And like, some of them did turn out and some of them did not turn out to be. And like, you think like, by the time you get to college, it's it's no longer like, at least at my college, it's, it's for the vast majority of intelligent people, it's not a slur. It was just something we couldn't grasp our minds mm -hmm. around. And so if someone was interested in gender contrary expectation, I don't uh -huh. know, you know, um, you know, there was a, like so, some kids were mean or mocking or, you know, and um, yeah. we didn't have LGBTQ groups or anything like that. Right, so. yeah. I think that was fairly foreign to, you know, our age range and some and stuff like that. But what it's also kind of the opposite in the sense, well, the same is that now because there's so much information and it goes back to this, so everybody's so woke. And I like really like when you said that, I was like, yeah, we got to talk about this. I've been I agree because I don't remember too much wokeness. We, we spoke before the summer. I know that because yeah. like. I, you know, I mean, everything went to shit in the summer. Um, yeah, you know. that's right. That's where right. Where do you, and I can't remember where you live. In Washington state. Okay. Yeah. So what's the general demographics of. Washington state is, I would say primarily, a, you know, Caucasian based, I would yeah, imagine. It sounds very Ver white, but I didn't sounds, want to make it sounds very, It is sounds very white. super white. Okay. It's super white. Um, I would say, you know, there's some Asian uh, influence, I would say, in the larger cities like Seattle and things of that nature. Or if you go north of the border, I'm right on the border of Canada, about a mile. Uh, gotcha. Vancouver, very heavy uh, ethnic population. Um, I live in a small town, not a ton of diversity, but it's a very liberal state. It's like super liberal. Like, right. but also lots of pockets of conservatism as well. Well, that's, I mean, I didn't realize, you know, like my, I'm in a very homogenous part of, um, uh, every time I say the word, I, I'm like, is that the word? That's the word. Um, I'm not, like everyone is the same where I sure. live, like really. And then, although now we have a larger Russian population, a larger Israeli, but like um, the real problem um, one of the real problems we have it's, is that the teachers at our school don't reflect the, don't, they're, minority students don't have minority teachers to look up to. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and I think that's a real problem. And then um, the other 
we can call them conservatives. Sometimes I like just like assholes for short. But like, oh, man. No, because sometimes they are. It's like, well, how do we do sure. that? Do we not pick the best candidate? Do we whatever? Mm-hmm. And like, there are ways you can do that, like through outreach and then deciding the best mm-hmm. candidate. And it's not, we're not doing justice for our children, you know, yeah. by not, and I'm saying our as a community, by not allowing them to see what they can grow up to be, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Listen, it's also like upper middle class. So we're not, uh, you know, <laughs> like, like literally we were like, I went to a birthday party in the summer and like, these were like the Karens, as you put it, that were oh. like, oh my God, I heard they're coming into suburban wealthy neighborhoods. I was like, first of what? all, who the hell's way? And it's like, they, and like, I knew it yeah. was, but I wanted to call yeah. them on it. And second of all, how are they gonna choose ours? Like. Really, we're a hike. Like we're forty-five minutes from the city, you know. Like no one wants to come out here. And then, like, like it's dark at night, or you know, like in the fewer street lights in the nicer parts of the areas for reasons I've yet to figure out. Like, um, but um, but it was, it was difficult, and I'm, I'm not. Depending on how you look at it, like I, I mean, I, well, I'm not a. BIPOC, as I now know, is, is the new word that I had never known before. And like, BIPOC? Yeah. Black indigenous person of color, yet somehow oh. that includes queer and queer is now the exceptional, acceptable word for transgender, which it was not allowed when I was young. Oh. Not transgender, for like uh, all of that okay. together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, uh, God forbid you asked a question or for clarification, um, like on social media, like someone says something and I was like, I don't understand that. And um, several people I thought were my friends, um, who may very well be my friends in the future, but you know, they were either um, Hispanic or black, or there was one woman who's married to a black man and you know, mm-hmm. they have two children that are um, biracial, adorable and gorgeous. Um, but um, there's this, it's not my job to teach you. So I'm like, well, fuck, then how am I gonna learn, you know? <laughs> and so then I had to buy 8,000 books that I randomly picked out by suggestions on Amazon. And I'm glad I did, but there's also like, in psychology, the best way to unite two opposing forces is through shared connections. Yeah. The term BIPOC and I am like required um, by law to use it by the Facebook police. I don't know. I'm I'm not on any of that stuff. I don't know. I don't I I, I don't know. I, I hear a lot of things and I go, seems like a lot. I, I mean, right? that's the whole thing with the wokeness is like I believe in the world getting better and being sensitive to things, but also I think sometimes when you swing a pendulum, it's easy to that's swing exactly it too, what's gonna happen. too far to one side. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, listen, we can't be having this kind of policing of things so far overboard where it's like, okay, I can't say anything outside of this. Like I can't, I'm not allowed to mess up when I say something like it's, that's too much to me, you know? Let me ask you, can I ask what your um, race slash ethnicity is? Yeah, black. Okay, that's what Mm -hmm. I thought, but you do have, it was either that or skunk, so you know. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. I know. I yeah. like it a lot. I'm just teasing. So that was what I thought, but I also, you know, don't want to make any assumptions. But like, sure. So my um, my fear is that 
I don't mind all the policing because there are a lot of people out there that need to be policed. My fear is that when you pull a, a pendulum really hard in one direction, yeah, it swings back really harder in the that's other. That's what I'm and saying. Yeah, like it's it's that's what I'm saying. I'm good for like being more sensitive and people feeling like, hey, this is who I am, and I want to be recognized as this. That's great. I'm all for that. But there's there's a line to that that sometimes I think people who are so charged up about it, don't realize that they're often crossing it all the time. I'm also like, scared to, it's gonna- relax. Yeah, you know? I'm scared it's gonna fling back and it's gonna yeah. incite more racism. Right, you gotta be aware of the moment you're in and how things come across. It's okay to be like charged up and like, hey, I want things to change. And that should be, you wanna have passion, but you gotta temper that with responsibility at the same time and the consequences of going too far one way without knowing what the, the, the ricochet or the boomerang of that's going to be. But that's, but that's also formal operations and thinking a little bit more. And a lot of people operate in very concrete operations thinking. So, you know, this, it's a higher order of thinking. So there's the charged up person who doesn't think about the consequences. And then there's a charged up person that goes, let me temper this a little bit. We want to move here, but this is a chess game. This isn't just me blowing things up type of thing, you know? I agree. That's There's what wokeness is. Like when people like overly woke, they just like explode things instead of thinking uh, there's there's collateral damage to wokeness. Right. And like we all need to meet in the middle. Like um, when I, um, I know a lot of jobs are doing this, but it, um, so when I, I've been looking for freelance opportunities and for the last like six plus months, whatever it is, they specifically say that they are prioritizing BIPOC is the, you know, okay. you know, and so it's writing. And so I see it from two sides. One is there is no doubt that like white man and then white women or whatever have been in charge of like, like when I think of the news, the old school newspaper thing, you know, Dan Broca. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all I've got for the moment. Kate Curry, <laughs> okay. you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I got like, for now. Right. That's all I got for now. Cause like everyone else that was sexually abusive. So, you know. Um, but a part of me also has a little bit of like resentment, but it's mm -hmm. not like it's, it's not even, a, it's a twinge of like, uh, am I getting overlooked because of, yeah. my color on something that is written and you wouldn't even see my color, you know, and which is yeah. like, okay, well, the other way of looking at that is, guess what? Like <laughs> 400 years of systemic racism, get used yeah. to it, Lindsay. Like yeah. it's not the end of wor the world, but it also feels like, um, I don't know, I'm working through it. Like yeah. it doesn't, it, do it doesn't make me irate. It doesn't increase my, um, anger towards people of color or towards, you know, the, um, you know, the editors who are posting it, or, you know, um, and it's been explained to me why I should identify my pronouns in order to support transgender people. Yeah, yeah, this is a thing too. Um, yeah, I mean, I have some feelings on that, but, uh, you know. Can you tell me them? Yeah, no, you know, what's in, you know, here's the thing is, uh, see, I'm not going to bull charge my way through this. I'm going to be articulate about it. So I'm sure you've been on many Zoom calls or different online things and people, you know, it says my name up here, says your name up there. And then, you know, I see this rising tide of like 
you know, says Darian Parker, and then it should say him, he type of thing, you know, and, uh, and I see a lot of other people doing it. And I go, mm, I'm not going to do that. And it's not because I, uh, I think it's a bad thing. And like, if you want to so wait, do it, so you, you mean you see other people changing their pronouns? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like just they're like, all the, I think they see other people doing it. Go, oh, I'm going to do that too. I and agree. I'm, right. And I like, I've never operated like that in anything in my life. I'm like, no, I, I thoughtfully think about it. Go, no, I don't feel like I want to have that be put out there. Like, Hey, identify as he, him whole thing. But if other people want to do it, I think it's totally fine. It's totally fine if they want to do it. It's just, I don't feel like I want to do it for that. Cause I don't know. It's like, am I doing it for just because a bunch of other people are doing it or am I doing it because like, I really like identify with wanting to have that put out there. So people know for sure. I just, I don't really have a huge connection to it. That's just the honest truth. I have no do connection you, to that. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to pry, but like, do you identify as, I was going to say he, her, that's not what I meant. Do you identify as like he, him, or are you mixed? Or no, no, I'm not. I mean, I, I am like, yes, he, him, okay. that dude, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, right. but um, I don't feel the yeah. need to like, put it out there like that. You should know this, you know? I don't either. I'm, I'm also part of a really cool writing group and it's, I would call it a women's group because it was called, the title had women in it. And then they took in some people who were yeah. non-binary. And, um, and so now you can't post like, Hey ladies, cause then they'll remind you like not everyone in here identifies. Yeah, sure. And I was like, valid. It's just, yeah. it's literally called like women's writing groups. <laughs> So like, well, wait I'm a minute. sorry, my wait bad, you know, right. Yeah, come on. Um, but um, it also, my writing brain can't handle the, the they, them thing uh-huh. because it's, it's so grammatically incorrect. And so it is yeah. the only thing I have going for me is that um, my, I have two patients who are non-binary and when you're talking to someone, you never have to use a pronoun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know the right way to support. And if I ask the right way to support, I get told, educate yourself. I'm like, right, right. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to be over there then. Like, yeah, I'll be over here on the side, man. I'll be yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just I got gonna, some things to do. You know, like, listen, I'll, I'll, I, we um, had a, after George Floyd, some of the high school kids put together um, like a, a peaceful rally in like the train station and like, mm-hmm this was at the height of, it felt like the height, it all felt like the height of COVID, but like I went, yeah. I took my kids, um, you know, and um, uh, we didn't say stay too long because I think my my husband was afraid that there was going to be some, mm-hmm. we are like a rich white neighborhood, but like there are some very strong personalities and like, you know, it felt a little bit, the fact that they felt the need to pull the police in felt a little bit like dangerous, mm-hmm. but like, I still want, I wanted to show my kids, like, look at this woman who's, there was a, I think she was a senior and she read a poem or sang a song. And then there was someone else and they were rapping and they were sharing their experience. And it was all different. It was people of all different minority classifications. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I wanted my kids to experience it for the learning experience. Um, And then we got the fuck out of there because we were really scared about COVID and about the neighborhood asshole, like, you know, pulling out a gun, but, um, um, but 
I don't know. I don't know. I saw an article in like in like one of the you know Apple News, and it's like why the attack on the Capitol turns into a political divide. I'm like, this is an article that didn't need to be written. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, we watched, we saw that didn't need to be written. Like, yeah. Fairly obvious. I mean, uh, but you know, like with the whole thing, it's like, should I put on here, you know, Darian Parker, Black, African American? Should I label everything no. about myself? Because I don't know. I'm just saying, where does that start? Where does it stop? Because you know? I would be like, you know, sweary mom. Yeah. A lot. Binge eats <laughs> after too much whiskey, you know. Right. Imagine like, it's like really, really long in the bottom. Right? Like, it's like, hi, I'm Lindsay Weisner. Uh, I want you to say, I want you to know that I, I drink a lot. Uh, I, I drink too white. much whiskey and then I, I eat everything inside. I, when I was a kid in elementary school, I would put glue on my hands and wait for it to dry <laughs> off and then peel it like... <laughs> The list goes on and on, like how, you know, um, and I'm pretty much an open book, but I also think that um, if there's something, it's sort of like, uh, we don't all have to report that we don't have peanut allergies to school. You report when your child has a peanut allergy, whatever. Um, And so we support people that have peanut allergies. Yeah by not bringing peanuts to a table or a class where we know that there are yeah. you know, them. So um, to me, I feel like it's almost like that. And I'm sure I just insulted a million people. I don't, I, you know, I think for me, the whole thing being supportive, I'm supportive of how people want to live their life and how they want to be perceived in life and how people, how they want to express themselves for that. Now, you know, does that mean that I'm not supportive because I don't put he, him and attack? Apparently it does. I don't, I don't think, yeah. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I mean, there's plenty of people who hack up my name constantly. That does that wow. mean they don't like me? They, they, cause they call me Darren all the time or they keep forgetting um, to say, that doesn't mean they're a bad person or they're not supportive of me. They're not good at remembering my name. But it doesn't mean I don't like them. You know, they don't like yeah. me. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's just weird. It's like I've been black my whole life, and there have been people who have been uh, black people in this country for four hundred plus years who uh, could have righteous indignation about a lot of things, and you know, and have every right for that. But to get so worked up about you know a person's pronouns and get really amped up with people. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like, I understand where you're coming from, but like, maybe you want to have some perspective. There's this other group of people that, you know, have been trying to do things for a really long time. Hasn't worked out so well. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I just think you have to be careful about how you swing the hammer. You, and you swing that thing so hard one way, you're just, you're trying to get people to be sensitive to you, but you all, you gotta, you gotta finesse things. You can't be a bull. You can't bull bull your way to the progress. You can bully people and it creates animosity. Yeah. It, you know, it, creates, it creates this sense of like, I want to be understanding of this, but you're just being a piece of shit about it. You know, right. like that, and you start doing that, people lose sight. I'm not saying anybody's done that, that I've seen. I just think like people are very sheep-like. They see one thing, they go, oh, I guess I should be doing that too. Instead of just thinking like, do, should I, or do I want to do that? without being offensive you know yeah i mean i'm all over social media and there's there's two guys that i know 
from college separately. And like one of them I know was having a really hard time mentally and emotionally and he's turned into an asshole. And the other mm. one just thinks he's hot shit because mm. his father was a famous writer and now he's like write a writer in Australia, whatever. We all know how you got there, but um, you know, but like they're both real assholes. And like, it finally got to the point where there was nothing I said or posted. Like I post things that are interesting and they would like, you know, um, start attacking it or whatever, like, you yeah. know, and I was just like, and one of them, the one who I know is going through stuff, like he's still there. It's fine. We don't have to disagree yeah. or to, oh, we don't have to agree, you know, don't be a dickhead, you know, whatever. But the other one, I was like, I've just had enough. Like you're, you know, you're constantly looking to fight. Um, you don't think COVID exists. You know, like you're falling oh, for all the conspiracy okay. theories. Like, yeah. I don't have the, like, and in that case, I was like, I don't have the energy to educate you when you're like a two-year-old and not listening. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. um, I don't know. I think we're all trying to, one of the things I've tried to do this year is to create more positive goals for me. Like what I like to lose eight, 8,000 pounds, sure, Probably, maybe 7,000. But like my right. goal is that I want to hit um, 1,000 miles by 2022 mm -hmm. of like walking. Um, and now I've included swimming in it because the pool's open and it's gonna be hard. I'm 43 years old. I was yeah. not meant to walk 1,000 miles, you know, but like yeah. to look at the more positive things rather than um, uh, rather than the negative, I guess, you know? Yeah. It doesn't work. I'm a sarcastic fuck, but like, you know, I, I want to, um, I would rather say kind, spread kindness than yeah, not. And I've become more underreactive since the yoga teacher training. I'm mm. like, oh, mm. okay. I don't have to say anything here. So yeah. I mean, I think if you can really pick your spots and yeah. when you say things, then it becomes very powerful. Yes. And that's my whole thing with wokeness. If it's like this over wokeness of constantly charging at people about stuff, what you don't realize is like you're becoming the thing that you don't like. Yeah. You're, be, you're moving your overly over kind of critical nature about it. You're becoming a fringe group in itself for I that. Agree. Because you can be like supporting a lot of causes, but like overdo it. And then people go, that person's crazy. Because that's all they think about, it's all they're doing. And it just becomes too much. You got to know how to, for some reason, this country, being moderate is like the hardest thing to do. I know. Like the hardest concept to achieve, I swear. I know. I don't get but, that. Uh, uh, probably our hypocritical first presidents, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the freeing your slave owners, but having sex with your slaves. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but I, I will say it, it sort of reminds me when just one, one quick note, we were when I was in college um, and I went to Georgetown. So it's like conservative, but yeah. it's also liberal because everyone's, mm -hmm. ooh, you know, they, and uh, at one point I was walking through like the quad, the big area and yeah. someone had ta taped bubble, bubble wrapped the floor and like you'd step on it and um it was supposed to make you aware of like um, ending landmines or something because mm -hmm. somewhere in the world there are still landmines that have yet to be dug up. And I was like, what's your plan for this? You know, like, <laughs> like right. I'm not against your plan, but, but what's your plan? Like, you know, I want less people hurt dead and decapitated or whatever it is, but like, yeah. 
give me a plan other than you know using plastic you know uh <laughs> to further destroy the earth and bring attention to a bunch of kids who can do nothing about this you know? yeah. yeah um so that's why i feel like we need to figure out where our energy is and then go from there yeah i just I just have trouble with all this this team mentality. Well, you're not on my team, so I hate you. Or you're not on this team, so well, I'm never gonna agree with. Okay, so what? I mean, it's like there's there's some there's a middle ground here. Why can't we find the middle ground in anything? It's always like I, I need to be on this some team. Some of us do. That's why I think that's why you and I enjoy our talk so much. Yeah. Just because like. I mean, first of all, the fact that you should get kicked out of the Black People Club for not knowing the word BIPOC. Let me I don't honest. know it. Honestly, it's, it's fine. Honestly, it's fine it's, with me too, it's but totally I just- fine. I'm constantly embarrassed by new things I don't know. So like- I'm not actually, I, it's fine, man. Somebody tells me something, I'm like, I didn't know. I'm like, I'm, is it, it's okay to not know stuff. Like know. That's, that's, that's another problem is people are expected to know all these things. And like, you didn't know that you weren't aware of that. No, I didn't. Some, I don't know everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay to, I tell my daughter this all the time. You don't know everything. Yeah. I swear. It's okay to like, say, I'm not sure of that. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't make yeah. you stupid. It just means you just don't know. That's it. Right. My kids think they know everything. So they all not... kids think they know everything, know. and they're idiots. <laughs> they're like, total idiots. I know. You know, parents. You know what I'm saying. You know, your kid thinks they're so smart, they're so intelligent, yet they've barely been alive. How can they know a lot? And they <laughs> argue with me. I'm like, trust me. <laughs> trust like, me. I, we can look it up. I'll go get my encyclopedia. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's just everybody's trying to be extremely intelligent about everything these days. And it's like, it's okay. You don't have to know everything. You really don't have to know everything. Why would you want to know everything? Why would you want to be burdened with constant knowledge so that everybody is like, you know, Lindsay, she knows everything. Let's talk to her. We're like, I don't know. I Why think this? it would be helpful to like, as like a side sort of fuck you to people that I don't like, but other than that, it would be a bane. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to like, go. Oh, I'm not sure. It's like we're crucifying for people for not knowing stuff. Like it's, a, I definitely didn't know what BIPOC meant. Anybody wants to skewer me on that? That's fine. I mean, it's really not a big deal to me. Well, you know, it's but, also more confusing because how there's a, there's like a silent cue in the words. So I don't understand. I don't know. There's only so much I can do in a day, man. You know, I was like, I don't know, man. I, know. I think most people are just trying to live. They want to have a good life. They want to raise their kids they, or they don't want to have kids. Fine, whatever. I don't care, man. They're just trying to like, figure out what it means to be alive on a daily basis, wake up and go, what am I doing today? Yeah. Let me figure this out. And I think we make life way more complicated than it actually is. You I know, think I, you're right. I think just, it's just about finding what makes you happy, taking care yeah, of the people you love. Nice. Be nice. Don't hurt other people and, you know, intentionally and, and apologize when you apologize. Do. Oh, I said I, I was wrong when I said that, you know, like, if somebody came to me like at this, like, I can't believe you didn't know what BIPOC meant. I'd be like, I can. I like, I, I just didn't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. If someone does, can I'm you sorry. record that conversation? Because yeah. <laughs> I will get such a kick out of it. Like, and I, will I tell love them. the way you handled it. You're like, no. I, I don't I know. I was like, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't want to tell you what it means because I'm 
I'm white. I'm not allowed to say things anymore. Uh, I mean, like, like two or three years ago, I didn't even know what Juneteenth was. Seriously. I'd had no Um, clue what it was. Yeah, I think this was my first year. Yeah. And although I'm sure the March on Selma was something I learned when I was younger. Right. It was this year that I understood it, you know. Well, you know what? And I, I've been on several panels, like um, it's basically like black history panels over the pandemic. And it was awesome, you know. And what the probably one of the more beautiful things about being on those panels around other people of your ethnicity is hearing things that make you smile like, hey, we're all black, but that doesn't mean we have the same experience yeah. of being black. So just yeah. because I'm black, I'm supposed to know about Juneteenth. Really? I don't, I didn't know. So shoot me for mm-hmm. it. I didn't know, man. I was like, you know what, just because I'm black doesn't mean I know everything about blackness. Right. You know, right. black people grow up in different environments, right? Different neighborhoods, different, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. some people don't know that they just think, Hey, you know, you're black. You just must, you should know about this. I'm like, no, I don't. I, Listen, sorry. I, I, you're right. And it might've been ignorant, ignorant of me to be surprised that you didn't know BIPOC because I, because I have to hold my head, everything, you know, um, but, um, but it's funny because um, so I'm Jewish and my daughter, um, of course, didn't tell me they were reading a book uh-huh. on the Holocaust in school. And right. um she said it's about the Nazis. And I said, oh, what are you doing? So she says, well, we have to make a PowerPoint about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And I, I haven't read the book. I heard of it from another mom whose kid read it last year. And I look over and my daughter is design, designing a fashion wardrobe for the main character of the book to wear. Oh. And let me tell you, it's not camo. Like, yeah, it's not right. what you'd think a Jew hiding from Nazis Right, wear. right, yeah. And so I was like, they're pretty. And I, I'm like, I, I can't like, I don't, what am yeah. I, I'm going to get all into it. You know, like, yeah. cause if you unravel that string, it's torture chambers and yeah, gas chamber. And like, right. that's a lot for a 10 year old who's just designing pretty dresses. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, it's, I mean, this has been very interesting, honestly. It's, uh, I always think we have great chemistry when we chat I do too. about this, you know, I do too. That's why I reached out to you. I was like, when are we going to talk again? You're like, I'm really busy. I'm so busy for you. I I barely have time for you. But I'm thinking about some things. Yeah. I want to find a time for you to come on mine. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's make it happen. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much. I I literally enjoy our conversation quite a bit. I do too. Yeah. We would both lie if we didn't, but we're not lying. I I wouldn't lie about it. Okay. (laughs) Fine, I wouldn't either. Okay. Well, let's just make believe that's true. Okay. So sounds well, good. Good to talk to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review my dad's show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone.